0: God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now, let's get into today's message. And so the Lord has been speaking to me, um, and he wants me to share this word with you from Revelations uh, chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Glory be to God. I'm not going to read through the whole uh, passage uh, that speaks about the church uh, in Sardis. I'm going to read the first verse, and then I'm going to be to expound on what god has given me and so i i want to talk to you from this topic no filter no filter Uh, make your reputation your reality Uh, god wants some things to line up in your life Uh, and often um, we don't uh, live out what we attempt to show in in virtual worlds Uh, We don't really live that out. And God said, no, I don't want you to try to build a a reputation that is false. I I want you to have a reality uh, that is real, that is real, that is not made up. It's not a fantasy. And so God uh, wants to speak to us uh, on this morning. Revelations chapter three, starting with verse one. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. Here it is. I know all the things you do. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Here, John is sharing the word of the Lord with the church in Sardis. And he says, your reputation doesn't line up with who you say you are. Uh, Well, who, who you project yourself to be. He said, your reputation is not lining up with what you really are. And, and what you're truly experiencing in your life. And so what God wants to do with you, he wants to line up your reputation with your reality. That's what God is speaking on this morning. So let's pray. Most gracious and merciful heavenly father God, we honor you, O God, for your word. Cause your word to go out. I pray for an impartation on this morning, oh God, that causes your people to come alive again. I pray God that no matter where they are, what they're going through, that they would hear the word of the Lord and that they would respond to the word for this moment, for this season, for this very hour. I honor you. I magnify you and I give you glory in Jesus mighty name. We pray. Amen. Glory be to God. So here, here we have, uh, another assessment of one of the churches in Asia. Uh, John who uh, was exiled he was he was driven to the island of Patmos uh, because of his witness Uh, because of his witness he is now in a dry place in this dry place uh, Patmos God is speaking to him. God is speaking a word directly to him uh, but he's given him this word uh, for the seven churches in Asia. He wants the churches to be made whole. He wants the churches to know where they really are not what people say about them because the most important thing that we must be able to realize is it's not what people say about us it's what God has to say about us. That's what's truly important and so John has been driven to the island of Patmos this dry place this dry place this place of thorns this place of weeds and and here he has this vision with God has this vision of the risen resurrected Savior glory be to God he has this vision and God begins to speak to him I want you to understand and know that even in a dry place God can speak to you don't worry about what's going on or what you don't have or uh, the economy that seems to be shutting down and people are losing their jobs I want you to know that in that place of what seems to be lost God will speak a right now word into your life I would rather be in a dry place economically than be in a dry place spiritually and so here is John he's in a dry place but God has a word that he's speaking through him uh, and through the word that he gets he gets irrigated I want you to know that when God speaks through you when he uses you he wants to water you also it's not just so you can give it out it's so that life can come into you and there are some people right now who are living a facade we're living a facade We're 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 playing the game we're playing the game you know sometimes when I uh, look at Facebook profiles I'm very skeptical very skeptical of who I am really looking at because uh, so many profiles have filters. They have these filters, and, and the filter uh, covers up what the person wants you to miss uh, so that you don't see uh, who they really are or what they, they the blemishes or the flaws that they have. They want to cover those up. And so here in the book of Revelations chapter 3, uh, the church is uh, living life with a filter. The filter helps the church uh, to look like something that it's not. It is helping the church uh, to look alive. And, and here comes this message that John communicates. He says, I know about your reputation, but your reputation does not match your reality. How many of us can say that sometimes people think of us in ways that is not truly reflective of who we are? And here's the church living this way, living this way. Uh, The marketing campaign of the church, it must be amazing. It must be amazing. They must have people who are uh, creating images and and they're on social media projecting certain things about the church. Uh, But the things that they project do not line up with the church. And so you can come in and and expect one thing and, and say, this is not what I expected based on the images that you showed me. And this is where the church is currently. We we have become comfortable with our image. We have become comfortable with a reputation. And God is saying, I really want you to begin to evaluate the reality of your life. I want you to really look at what you're doing, how you're living. I want you to really look at that marriage and and see if it's really reflecting the glory of God. I want you to really look at your life and and you make the decision. You, You evaluate based on my word whether or not you are real, you are authentic you are truly living out god's plan for your life and so there are times when we are living life with a filter we have covered up we have covered up and and this is the church in sardis they have covered up he says i know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for Being alive the people in the community that they believe you're alive the people who who see you on Facebook and and you riding in a car and and you're smiling they really believe that you're happy you have the reputation but you don't have the reality And, and sometimes we live in this empty place this empty place of reputation I just want people to believe that I am. You should share this because somebody is about to come out of that place of having this filtered life where you have, you're trying to create the the, the reputation of something that you are yet to realize. And God said, I'm going to get you there, but first I need you to deal with what you're really going through and what's really happening in your life. There's some people right now, you want God to change it, but you keep playing like he changed it already. And God is saying, no, I I cannot change it until you stop playing like I already did it. You have to deal with what is really going on in your life. And there are times where, you know, the church, us as believers, we judge people. We we, we judge people. We judge them because we're, we're living life with a filter. And we know that nobody can really see us. But I want you to know that even when people can't see you, God can. God can see you God knows exactly what you're doing he knows exactly what's going on in your life God can see you you are not hidden from God you can put as many covers as you want over yourself you can hide yourself and whatever way you think uh, it's going to make you look how you want to look but God is saying I see you 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 so that's why we can't we can't judge people that's why we need to stay away from that yes we need to discern we need to discern what's going on in the lives of people so that we can stay away from things that seem to house our weakness but we don't need to stand in a place of judgment. Because God God can work with whoever, it don't matter how soiled they are. God, God can work with someone who confesses that I'm a homosexual. Oh yeah, he can work with them. He can work with someone who confesses I'm an adulterer. He can work with someone who confesses I am a thief. But how does he work with you when you don't even know who you really are? How does he work with you when you keep faking like everything's all right and everything is well? God said, I can deal with everything else, but someone uh, who wants to live life with a filter. He said, you got to take that off for me to work in your life. You got to get out of that place if you want me to really work in your life. You got to tell your real testimony if you really want me to work in your life. You got to talk about what's really going on in your heart if you want me to work in your life. You got to confess, I'm jealous right now, God. I'm dealing with some issues in my heart. I need you to change me. God is saying, uh, I know your reputation. Uh, Your reputation says you are alive, but you are indeed dead. He said, you can market it. You can market it. You can dress it up real nice. Uh, you can say, uh, my ministry is this and my ministry is that. And, and you can get people to respond. But what happens uh, when they find out that you're selling something uh, that you don't have on the shelf? What happens when they find out that you are, you are marketing something uh, that you don't even have? Uh, the God wants you. God wants you. To to begin to see what you really have in the storehouse. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob wants you to take true inventory of what is going on in your life. So here it is. He says, I know all the things you do. You should share this message right now. It's going to impact some people that are out there in the virtual world that need to take a true assessment because they've been locked up in their homes and all they've been doing is living in a fantasy. Uh, they've been living in a fantasy. They, they've been engaging in, in, in all kinds of virtual experiences. And God said, I want to draw them out of that place because I'm going to heal them on this morning. I'm going to deliver them on this morning, but they need to receive the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I want you to share it because somebody's about to come to life again. Hallelujah. So he said, you have this reputation, but you are dead. What he's really speaking, is, what he's really speaking to, is a, a spiritual sleep. He said, "You are spiritually asleep right now." Because they are living in the city of Sardis. And in Sardis, there is much wealth. See, Sardis was known for the materials it produced. It was also known for the jewelry it created. So in Sardis, they had a little trip to their lives. They were fashionable. They were covered in what seemed to be wealth. But their wealth did not speak to their spiritual state. And the church got wrapped up in looking a certain way because that was the culture of the day. And so God is saying to you right now, you may be spiritually in a dead place and you don't even realize it because you've learned how to live life with a filter. You've learned how to live in that place. You've learned how to cover yourself up. You've learned how to hide. You've learned how to play church. You've learned how to wave your hand. You've learned how to dance in the church. You've learned how to do all of these things and you look like you're alive uh, to people who are looking from the outside in uh, but you have a God that looks from the inside out uh, he knows your works he said I know the things you do I know know the things you do in Sardis the church in Sardis he's not talking to the world he's not talking uh, to pagans uh, he's talking specifically to the church uh, and he's saying to the church uh, you are dead but I am the God that can breathe life into dead places I am the one that spoke to Ezekiel and told Ezekiel prophesy to the four winds cause those dead bones to come alive again I believe there's breath coming to you I believe there's life coming to you it's gonna meet you right where you are but you're gonna have to talk about your valley experience you're gonna have to say I a long time I've been dry bones a long time but God I believe that you can breathe breathe on me breathe on me breathe on me in my home breathe on me in my living room breathe on me This is what this is what you gotta come to you gotta come to a place of being authentic about who you are what you got going on in your life what you're fighting what you're battling with you gotta come to a place where you say i don't care about what they think about me god i care about what you think about me see this is the place That we all got to get to. And sometimes it's a struggle. It's a struggle to get to that place. where you say, I'm not worried about nobody else. I'm not worried about no no one else. I'm not trying to make uh, some reputation uh, around the city. I'm not after that. I'm not after a great reputation. I want a great reality. I want it to be real in me. I want it to be real in me. I, I don't want it to. I don't want to have to play this anymore. That's what. That's what makes people depressed. Is that they gotta play it all the time. They gotta fake it all the time. They gotta act like it all the time. And because you gotta fake it and act like it all the time, you find yourself hating yourself because you say it to yourself. I'm not even real. I'm not even authentic. And God said, I'm about to pull the layers off of you. I'm gonna take every filter off of your life so you can live out a life that is true there's life that's coming to you on this morning the church in Sardis is dealing with this very issue he's saying he's saying you're dead he's saying you're spiritually asleep and here it is here it is he says this is what I want you to do he said I want you to wake up I want you to wake up I want you to wake up because right now you're spiritually sleeping you're not conscious spiritually you sleep spiritually there's no vitality to you spiritually he said I want you to be alive spiritually I want you like a burning bush I want you to burn with the fire of God on the inside of you and so I'm telling you church and Sardis wake up wake up wake wake up you've been sleep too long wake up because I'm ready to do something in your life I would not tell you to wake up if, if I did not have plans for you here it is he's like a, a father coming into his son's room and he's saying get up because I'm getting ready to take you somewhere I, I want you to get up I want you to rise. and you may be comfortable in that place of sleep Who's not comfortable in their bed? Who's not comfortable being covered up so that, that, that you don't experience the cold or the warmth of the environment? Who's not comfortable in the conditions that they've created? Whether you're covered up or you're uncovered, but you're laying in a, in a comfortable place, You you know how to create comfort. You, you know how to sleep spiritually. You, you, you know what causes you to be rocked to sleep. You, you know what makes you sleep. And all of us got some stuff in our lives that make us sleep. Yeah, put us to bed spiritually. Put, put the spiritual man to rest so that the flesh man can have his way. We we all got our issues. We all got our stuff. And, and here it is. The word comes through John the Revelator. John stands up. He says, look, wake up, Sardis. Wake up, Sardis. Wake up. There's something that God wants to say to you. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, I I, I need you to strengthen what remains. I I need you to strengthen what remains. Whatever you got left. We serve the God that works with whatever we have left. Yeah, he's the one that took the, the two fish and the five loaves. He said, go find something. Whatever is left out there, bring it in here and I can work with it. I am the God that can work with whatever you have left. So he says, strengthen, strengthen what's left. Bring to me what's left. Whatever, you, you ain't got to have a whole lot for God to work with you. Uh, you, you don't have to have a whole lot. You, if you got the must, you got a mustard seed of faith. He said, I'll work with that. He said, that mustard seed, I'll use it to move mountains. Uh, that's the kind of God that you serve. Uh, he said, I just need it to be really a mustard seed. Uh, I need it to be real in you. I need it to be real in you. See, see, God is wanting to do something, but he said, I need you to remove all of the facade. He said, remove it. Church and Sardis, he said, remove it. Those that are watching me right now, remove it remove it, whatever the facade is, whatever you use to cover yourself up, remove it right now, remove it, take it off right now, right now, while you're listening to the word of God, say I'm uncovering right now, all of that stuff I've been faking, I've been acting like this and acting like that, I'm taking it off right now, I'm not going to act like a Christian no more, I'm taking that off because I want God to do it authentically in my life. Each and every person that's watching me right now. I-, I want you to write, God, do it authentically. God, do it authentically. I want I want an authentic life. I want an authentic life. Come on, write that in the comments because I believe that that's what God is doing right now in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, when people are shut in their homes, uh, I believe that God is doing an authentic work uh, for those that are hungry for him, uh, for those that are thirsty for him, uh, for those that want to take the filter off, and say God work on me you know who I am you know my issues you know my challenges you know my weaknesses work on me see that's what I believe is happening right now I believe that God is getting to the core of who you are not who they believe you to be at work no no not that not that one not that one not, not the one that they believe uh, is just you know educated and you know got everything lined up perfectly all I's dotted and T's crossed not that one He's talking about the one that seems to uh, be crazy a little bit. The one that seems to be a a little imbalanced a little. Yeah, he's talking about that one that seemed to have the mood swings that sometimes seem bipolar. He said, no, 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 I'm not talking about the one that you present at work. I'm talking about the real you, the real you that don't nobody get a chance to see because you've learned how to live life covered up. The church in Sardis has a great multimedia team. They, they have a great multimedia team. And people flock to the church. People flock to the church in Sardis because they look alive. They look alive. And, and, and listen, this is, this is something that God really wants us to evaluate and to look deeper into. Because you know you could be chasing something uh, that is not really what it appears to be. Do you know you could be going at something, going after something uh, that is selling you on a a false reality? God is saying, that's not what I have for you. Church in Sardis, church in St. Louis. He said, that's not what I got for you. I need you to break out of that, that false representation. Of who you really are. Because what I'm getting ready to do in your life. Requires for you. To be authentic. No filter. Write that in the comments. No filter. No filter. No filter. The filters are being removed right now. So he tells the church. John the Reveler says. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains. For even what is left. Is almost dead. He said. If you don't don't do something about where you are right now, you need to share this right now. Share it. If you do not do something about where you are right now, the little bit that you got left is going to die too. So so he's saying that this is up to you. This is when we get away from uh, saying I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on God to do it. I'm waiting on God to do it. He said, no, you strengthen it. He said, no, you get to work. He said, no, you get in my word. He said, no, you get in your prayer closet. He said, no, you got to do something about what's left. Because if you do not make a decision to do something, uh, it's going to die on you. It's going to die on you. So what? The church in Sardis has to follow up on what God has said. See, there are some people you're watching me right now. And you're struggling in your life because you won't work with what you have left. You you won't follow up. You, you, you You keep putting on the facade. You you may be able to speak well, and, and because you can speak well, you know how to fake it. You've gotten so good at acting that you've lost touch with your own reality. You're living in a world that's not even real. And God is saying, come out of that place because I want to really work with you. I really want to do something in you. You are my church, but the little that you got is about to die. How difficult is it to be in a place uh, where the little you got left is about to die? How, How bad is it to be in a place where the little you got left is almost... Almost completely gone. And God is saying, you can strengthen it though. There's some things that you can do. He says this, uh, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Wow. So there is a standard. Not, Not the standard of men. I'm talking about the standard of God. Here it is. God has a standard. God has something that he said to his people. If you're going to do this, then there's some requirements. Wherever you go in life, there are requirements. If you're going to play basketball in the NBA, there are some requirements. Wherever you, If you're going to drive a car, there are some requirements. Why is the church? Try to avoid the requirements of God. God says, I have some things. He said, your actions don't line up. Your actions do not line up. They do not line up. You cannot tell me how much you love God and your actions do not line up. You cannot tell your spouse how much you love them and your actions do not line up. God says, I have requirements. God as requirements and you should too there should be some requirements to being your friend there should be some requirements to being your business partner why are you so loose with your life God said I want you to tighten some things up tighten it up tighten it up come on write that in the comments tighten it up tighten it up it's tight but it's right so come on right tighten it up says i i find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my god go back to what you heard and believed at first and hold to it firmly this is the new living translation hold to it firmly you lost some stuff Along the way, we all do. We all do. We all need God to restore some stuff that we just lost along the way. We just lost it. So he says, go back to what you believed at first. At first, you believed the right thing. You believed on the word of God. There's some people, because of the culture, because of the environment that you're in, you you went through this phase and your life where you don't believe like you used to you used to you used to really believe and you would respond to the word of God now you don't even believe like that anymore and you tell everybody that it don't even take all that you ain't got to do all that to, to be a believer and to be a, someone who's in pursuit of God's presence something has impacted your belief system and your belief system has caused you to die it's what, it's what you were believing at first that had you alive. That's what had life on the inside of you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So he says, go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold up firmly to it. Hold up firmly to what you believed at first. Do not let it go. Do not let it go. Why? Because everything is gonna be birthed out of your belief. If if your belief is tainted, everything you birth will be tainted. And God is saying we can fix this in your belief system. If we get into your belief system and begin to unravel some things, we can get down into the crux of what is going on in your life. You are hindered by what you believe. There are some people that don't believe in the law of sowing and reaping, and so you can't trust them as it pertains to tiding. They will not give on the level that God wants them to give because something has gotten in their belief system. Why? Because the devil wanted to empty The devil was after what you could bear or what you could bring forth as a result of every seed that you sow. It's in your belief system. That's why you got this filtered life. That's why you're so covered up. That's why you act one way in front of everybody else and you get in the car and you're driving home and you're crying and you're weeping because you're tired of a filtered life. He said I want I'm about to line up Your reality With your reputation What people know about you You know you could be A national speaker Speaking all around the world And people look at you And they celebrate you And they laud you And they say wow Look at how amazing he is And then you follow them home If you had the ability To see them In their kitchen They're drunk They're getting all twisted They're getting high They can't stand their own life They got a reputation That does not match their reality it is possible to make people think something of you that you want to be and God is saying don't worry about making them think anything about you Sardis can you you let me work in your world can you let me work in your life Will you allow me to be the one that you are impressed with? You're impressed with me. You're concerned about what I think about you and not what they think about you. He said, will you get to that point in your life? Because I can work with that. I can work with that. If you begin to look at me and say, God, you're the only one that I care about you. How you think of me, how you see me, you're the only one. If you can get there, I'm telling you right now, the filter is getting ready to come off and life is getting ready to come. Hallelujah. Let's go to the B clause of verse three. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as as unexpected as a thief. Here it is. Listen, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the SWOT analysis. I'm about to give it to you before I close out. I'm going to get to the SWOT analysis, but I just want to give you a, a, just a little a little taste, a little preview. Here it is. This is amazing right here because all the other threats that we have looked at have been demonic forces. We have dealt with Jezebel. We've dealt with Balaam. uh, We've seen how they impact the church and we have marked them as a threat. The threat here is that they run out of time and God shows up and they're not ready. Oh my God. The threat is that if you keep wasting your time and living in this fantasy, that God will show up uh, and you will not be ready will not be ready so he's telling the church of sardis come on you ain't got a lot of time to keep playing around verse 4 yet there are some in sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil they will walk with me in white my god they will walk with me in white for they are worthy they are worthy they will walk they haven't soiled their clothes See, see, when we think about soiling our clothes, we often think about like sexual immorality. Our minds immediately go there. But, but what about Ananias and Sapphira? They, they didn't commit any sexual immorality at all and they trapped dead in the church what were they doing they were wearing a facade that was the issue they put a filter on their life and they were trying to present themselves as something that they were not see and and, and here it is peter says uh you would lie to the holy spirit you you telling me that you're gonna put on for god you're gonna act like you're giving it all and you ain't even give it all so, so let's, not, let's not think the soiling just means, oh, you into uh, sexual immorality. You got some stuff going on in your life that, that is sexually immoral. What about those that constantly put on? What about that? What about the lies that we tell? Yeah, yeah. He said, he said I can deal with your issue, but you're going to have to come to a place of truth. Sardis, I know what the community says about you, but are you alive, alive for real? He says, no, you're not. You're, you're not alive. Here it is. Yet some, yet there are some of the church in Sardis who have not spoiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white. He says, they, those who are honest, who are true about what they really struggle with, what they really deal with, really deal with. He said, they're going to walk with me in white for they are worthy. Not because you're perfect, not because you're perfect, but because you're honest, you're honest. You said, God, this is my stuff. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. He said, I'm about to purify some people. I'm about to wash some people. God is ready to wash you. But before he washes you, you got to humble yourself. Humility, humility is, is, like, is like the tub in the midst of a storm. You know, when, when a tornado comes, they, if you don't have a basement, they tell you, get in the tub. Humility protects you from whatever it is that is trying to come your way to destroy you. Not only does it protect you, it positions you so that you can get the word of God. God says, I want to wash you with my word. It's easy to tell when someone is offended with God because they can't hear his word no more. They, they, they can't hear the preach word, especially if it's coming from the throne room of heaven. They can't handle the word. They miss Bible study. They, they miss Sunday worship because they can't hear the word right now. They can't hear it. They're, they're, living, they're living the facade and they're f- offended with the God who wants to come and bring them back to life again. In Ezekiel 37, we have an illustration that God shows us. There's some people who are dead. And I'm speaking this to you because you, you're watching me right now, but you're getting ready to come to life. I promise to you, God is breathing on you right now. God is saying, I'm about to do Ezekiel 37 uh, in your life. I'm about to breathe uh, on the dry bones uh, and the filters that you had is about to fly off uh, and you're about to come to life uh, and you're about to breathe again uh, and you're about to run again. I know that you're looking at this stuff that's happening all around you and you're saying, I'm in the midst of a pandemic. I don't see no life here. All I see is death. Uh, Every time I turn on the news, uh, the numbers go up. There are more people uh, that are dying every single day. And God says, uh, when I breathe on this situation, uh, life will come where there was death. It's the Ruah of God. It's the breath of God. It's the life of God. You're about to be victorious. You're going to win over death. You're going to win over death. You're going to win over death. He's saying, I just want you to be authentic with who you are. He said, take off the filter. I'm about to bless your life. I'm about to take you to where you've never been. I'm about to bless your life. He said, those who are willing to tell the truth, I can work with them. Again, we're not worthy because we're perfect. We're not worthy because we have it all figured out. We're we're like Abraham. Abraham believed and God counted his belief as righteousness. What, What made him worthy was the fact that he just believed God. And I'm telling you right now that if you recognize where you are and what you got going on, the stuff that people don't even know about because it doesn't even make it plain here what the exact issue is in Sardis, all we know is there's some level of compromise. And I think that God did that purposefully. Why? So we wouldn't see what Sardis is dealing with and say, well, that ain't me. God said, no, I'm not going to even tell you what it is because you know what it is in your life. So I want you to do an evaluation of you so you can remove the filter and say, I am free from any cover-up. God, do it. Victory is coming to you. He said, as soon as you tell the truth, As soon as you tell the truth and you say, no, that ain't my world. That ain't my reality yet. I want to be rich, but right now I'm going through all kinds of financial issues, God. I'm not going to try to act like I'm wealthy in front of other people. Because if I act like it, you can't do it. You will do what I confess when I'm ready to handle my reality. And you won't handle your reality alone, I'm telling you. You're not going through this alone. Everyone that's in the valley, the dry bones, you're coming back to life. I'm telling you, life is coming to you. Verse 5, all who are victorious, all who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my father and his angels, that they are mine. You belong to God. Verse six, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. God is speaking to us right now in the midst of everything that's going on. He's speaking to us right now. He said, I allow you to go through this time so you can remove the facade. He said, you don't even have to fake like you used to fake because you ain't around nobody. He said, now if you could just deal with your truth. The truth is, you know, we all got some issues and we all got some struggles. We all got some faults. And it's a room full of people who all want to wear filters. Why? Because we say, God, I want to hide my flaw. He says to the church of Sardis, I know your reputation. I know what they say about you. Yeah, they say that you're blessed and highly favored. They say that God is enlarging your territory. They say that you're spiritually alive. That I'm coming back from a place of false representation. I'm coming back from a place of of fantasies to live in the reality of the blessedness of my relationship with you. I'm telling you right now, you're being changed. The presence of God is meeting you right where you are. You ain't got to fake it no more. God said, I can heal whatever it is. I can deal with your issues, Sardis. Don't try to be something for them. That's the word to the church. Don't try to be something for them. Let me make you who I called you to be. And I believe that God is doing it right now. If you're listening and you want to, uh, to come to God so that he can make you you want, you, you want to make him your Lord, you're saying, this is me. You've been preaching to me. You've been speaking to me. I've been having to put on for others. I want you to receive him now. Receive him now as your Lord, as your God, and as your Savior. And if you have received them, we want to hear from you because we want to stay in, in, in community with you, in connection with you. As God begins to work and move into your life, I believe God with you that the best is coming to you, that life is coming to you. Glory be to God. This is the time and this is the moment when you remove the filter. And your reputation, what people say about you, the good stuff that you want people to believe about you is about to be your reality. But God says, deal with the truth first. And I'm going to turn this situation around for you. And you're going to live out this authentic life, this authentic walk with God. And so, listen, I want to give you this because there are some of you you know, you listen to uh, me preaching. You, you want, you want everything. Say, so where, where is the squat analysis? Here it is. Here it is. Their strength is this: there are some in Sardis that have kept their garments clean in a soiled environment. The strength is that everybody has not went in the way of living a filtered life. Number two, the weakness. They care more about what people think than what God thinks. The opportunity is this. Jesus, through John, admonished them to wake up and strengthen what little remains. So the opportunity there is to strengthen what remains. Number four, the threat. The threat is seen as God coming before they're ready. That's the threat. And so let this word rest in your spirit. God is doing something powerful in your life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm excited about God and I'm excited about his word. I pray that the word has blessed you on this morning. Make sure you share the word of God with your Facebook family and friends because the word that we preach here, the word that's going forth is a word that is relevant. It's going to meet you right where you are. And it's going to cause you to receive all that God has for you.